So what are you guys doing for Christmas? Oh, I got the entire family flying in. 13 airport pickups. Four days of listening to how gifted my nieces are. My brother thinks his daughter, the uh, four-year-old, is going to be the next Beyonce. <laughs> She's bad. And she sucks. I'm vacationing in tropical Albany this year with Trisha's family. They got us a cot, which is awesome, but we'll probably end up sleeping on the musty couch in the basement with the cats, all seven of them. Oh, and we get to be there the whole week. Kind of sounds like a prison sentence. Why do you guys put yourselves through that? It's Christmas, right? Don't you have to? We don't need to do it anymore. And, and, and we don't. We absolutely don't do it anymore. Then we're done. Why? What are you doing? We're going to Fiji. Yeah. Just the two of us. Fiji. Don't your families get upset? Not if you tell them you're doing charity work. You lie to your families at Christmas time. I mean, you really can't spell families without lies. Try it. But don't you ever feel guilty? For taking a vacation on our vacation? <laughs> no, not really. Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope somebody's listening this weekend because it's Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. What a great time of year. And you know, what a great time of year to take a vacation. So while you guys are uh, getting over your turkey hangover, Don and I will be up in Mammoth skiing and sitting by the fire and letting, uh, letting Tank uh, wake us up earlier than we want to get up to go take him on a walk in the snow. And it's just going to be a great time. And... Uh, well, Merry Christmas, everybody! It's a great, it's a, it was a, it was a very challenging 2016, and I'm excited about 2017. I hope you are too. I'm excited about what's happening in America. I'm happy. I'm excited about going to the inaugural in uh, Washington D.C. and watch history take place. I'm excited about what Donald Trump's gonna do to to turn this country upside down and uh, back get us back on track. You know, sometimes we just gotta. Get a jolt. Jolt us back into... You know what? I, I, I listened to Tony Robbins. If you've listened to Anthony Robbins on his tapes or if you've seen him live. Um, I've seen him live and heard his, his tapes and read his books. And um, he talks about in one of, one of his stories how um, he's talking about neuro associations. And this lady's talking to him at a break on one of his uh, talking things. And she's talking and she starts talking about uh, the problems her and her husbands are having. And she starts to cry. And then he just takes his glass of water and throws it in her face and she goes why'd you do that i had to break your neural association now every time you'll start getting into that you'll you'll say hey wait snap out of it you'll remember the glass of water in the face you know what sometimes you need a glass of water in the face or maybe we need to dump a swimming pool on you before you uh figure out that uh something is going in the wrong direction and we should probably see that what's going on in the wrong direction is Obama's in his last 30 days and he's letting people out of jail. And did he let people out of Guantanamo Bay today too? Heard he let, let another 22 murderers, terrorists out of Guantanamo Bay. I know he's uh, pardoned a bunch of uh, a bar bunch of gun uh, gun law breakers and uh, you know there as we tighten up the the laws on on guns and buying ammo 
in this country and uh, tighten it up on the law-abiding citizens. We're letting the the law the lawbreakers out. What's wrong with this? What's wrong with this picture? Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that and some other stupid stuff that's going on that will have you scratching your head. But first. Let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, President Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender, located right here in the Inland Empire, offices throughout Southern California to service all of your Southern, all of your real estate financing needs. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and you should have a heightened sense of urgency now as the rates, as the interest rates are going up. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to uh, get some information from me but you don't want to talk on the phone, go to wccloans.com. Got all kinds of mortgage information. Get my contact information in there. Hit the apply now. Put my name as the loan officer. Tell me how much information you want. Give me as much information as you want me to have and uh, tell us how to contact you. We'll contact you by phone or telegraph or smoke signal or email or text or uh, whatever time of day or night you want to call back. You'll hear back from me or one of my teammates and we will uh, help fill in the the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. If you haven't, you know, if you haven't refinanced yet, it's time. And some of you, some of you, I saw, I've been seeing people in the last couple of weeks with interest rates is in the mid sixes that said, well, I just haven't gotten around to it. Well, you know, we were in the mid threes, uh, you know, a month ago, right before the election and, or, or let's say last summer, last summer, it was creeping up really slowly. And then the election happened. And I guess, I guess reality is that whether people would admit they are voting for Trump, everybody knows that Trump's uh, positions are going to help the economy and rates went up. So rates have been going up. What should you what should you do about that? Well, call me. And if you're thinking about buying a house, buy it now. If you're thinking about refinancing and uh, you st- and we can still lower your rate, whether we can get rid of your mortgage insurance, whether we can uh, help consolidate some of your bills, 855-640-2020. Um, if there's any part of the show you want repeated, go to edhoffman.net. Click on the podcast page to listen, and uh, or you can get it on demand at any time. Go to the main event podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes. Go to iTunes and uh, just search main event Ed Hoffman and you'll uh, see my show. You can download it for free. It'll and subscribe where you can download it and subscribe for free. It'll download once a week for you onto your phone or your computer or your iPad, your iPod, whatever you use to listen to podcasts. And you can listen to it any time of day or night you want. So you don't fall behind. So you know what, what I, what I figure the main event is for is if you're uh if you don't have time to watch Fox News every night, or if you don't have time to read the newspapers or to read all those emails you're getting in the in the uh, that you're putting into spam, or that you can't read and still get your job done, don't try to catch up by reading them. Just listen to the main event every week, and I'll paraphrase the I'll paraphrase and give you the updates on the important stuff as much as I can get in an hour a week. So. Uh, be sure to connect with us on uh, with the show on social media. Follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long and like the show on Facebook at Facebook, the main event, Ed Hoffman. So since the liberal recount effort failed a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I think it was a couple weeks ago, uh, this week the focus the focus of the, the sore loser Democrats has been to thwart Trump's victory in the Electoral College. Here's a sample of their desperation. Seems that people are still 
holding out hope that the Electoral College, right. when they vote tomorrow, will somehow <laughs> miraculously decide that right, Hillary right. Clinton is the winner. When the Founding Fathers created the Electoral College, they put it in place as a failsafe against a demagogue like Donald Trump. There's a hope, there's a glimmer of hope the on, the, on the Constitution. <laughs> These are the criteria mm -hmm. with, with which the electors should be voting against Trump right. to be inaugurated. So now yeah. the next question is, they are is, the patriotic they? Americans that the, they the claim other they question. are. Hey, Whoopi, weren't you supposed to be moving to Canada already? Wasn't that a thing? If uh, Trump got elected, you were moving to Canada. Bye. And Joy Behar, so what? Who cares? You know what? Does anybody care? Does anybody want to hear about how the Constitution works? How the Electoral College? How America works from Joy Behar? She's a moron. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? I didn't mean to. And don't want to be mean to people, except for I am Ed Hoffman. Uh, but despite these whiners' efforts to lobby the electors, Donald Trump won the Electoral College vote on Monday, secured his election as the 45th president of the United States. Whew, that was a close one. We were worried. After all the states voted, Trump finished with 304 votes, 304 electoral votes. Hillary Clinton finished with 227. Hmm. The only so-called faithless electors who attempted to disrupt the process were, and realize these aren't Congress people and senators. Most of them aren't, but they're. Uh, they're nameless, faceless people that uh, I could give you the names, but I would uh, have to waste another bunch of time on the air of doing that. But I'll tell you, a Democrat elector in Maine tried to vote for Senator Bernie Sanders, but switched to Clinton after it was ruled improper. A Democrat who tried to vote for Sanders in Minnesota was replaced. A Republican in Colorado who was stoned uh, tried to back John Kasich. He was replaced. Three electors in Washington. Notice all the, notice all the place where weed is, is legal. People are defecting. Three electors in Washington state who voted for Colin Powell and another who voted for a Native American Dakota pipeline activist, Faith Spotted Eagle. I wonder if President Faith Spotted Eagle? Two Republican electors in Texas, one of whom voted for John Kasich and the other for Ron Paul. Wait, someone in Texas voted for Ron Paul? What's the world coming to? But in the end, it was Texas to put Trump over the 270 vote threshold to secure his win. You know what? Talking about the the people in Texas voting for Ron Paul, I'm getting off on, I'm getting off on a tangent. But has anybody seen the Omaha State commercial? I don't want to I don't want to discriminate against anybody, but you know, Omaha steaks, beef, manly man food, the um, the Christmas gift for your manly man friends. Was it just me or did I think that two gay guys hugging was inappropriate for such an advertisement. I don't know. Just doesn't seem like a uh, appropriate demonstration on manly man food like Omaha steaks. Just so you know, we got a whole big box of Omaha steaks from one of our neighbors, and you know the reason that they make those those uh, bacon wrap fillets so small and put them in four packs, so you get bacon in every bite. Those things are scrumptious, scrubbing diddlyumptious as. Willy Wonka would say. So anyway, getting back to the defectors of the Electoral College, it is Christmas, so what am I supposed to do? 
I have to uh, go off on Christmas gifts. Although the media wanted us to believe it would only take a few electors voting against Trump to thwart the election results, the fact is that more than three dozen Republicans would have to had would have had to abandon Trump to complicate his path to presidency. With Trump's win now secured, a joint uh, session of Congress is scheduled for January 6th. Remember the video I played last week? If only just you and 35 others decide to take it into your own hands. Sorry. Sorry, Martin Sheen, idiot. You know what? I, I tweeted this out. You know what? Kids are a reflection of their parents. And you know what? I look at Trump's kids, and I look at Martin Sheen's kids. Well, his kid, anyway. I don't know what Emilio Estevez is up to, and I don't know if he has any other kids, but... Uh, duh. Winning. So anyway, Charlie Sheen. For those of you that guys forgot that from a couple of years ago. So now the electoral, electoral, elect, now that the electoral college didn't go their way, here are some of the media headlines about how broken it is. New York Times said, it's time to end the electoral college. Salon said, 46% of Americans want to get rid of the electoral college. Chicago Sun-Times, how to get rid of the electoral college. LA Times, in 1969, Democrats and Republicans united to get rid of the electoral college. Funny that liberals love the Electoral College when it works for their candidates. But now that it didn't go their way, we have to get rid of it. Here's Trump spokesperson Katrina Pearson pointing out what those of us who supported Trump already know. This wouldn't even be a story if Hillary had won. There would be no discussion about the Electoral College. This is just another attempt by the mainstream media to continue to target President-elect Trump and tarnish his massive victory. They have spent so much time, so much airtime uh, in Hillary Clinton's favor, they just cannot accept that Donald Trump was able to bypass them, go straight to the American public, and win a historic election, and that's all this is about. Yep, that's the fact. You know what? Think about this. If it was the popular vote, think about let me let me give you an example. If if football if football teams got got uh, points for catching the hike, there'd be there'd be a whole lot different different game than uh, than it is now, right? So, uh, but that's the rules. If you're allowed to throw around a football with no air in it, it'd be a whole different game than it is now, wouldn't it? But uh, you know what? If they're gonna change the rules, change the rules, but not after the game is over. So I'm thinking if if the if the presidential election was a general election that you had to win the popular vote, then I'm sure Trump would have spent a little bit more time in California, wouldn't he? He spent a little bit more time meeting more people, being available. I mean, he I remember he uh, he spoke in uh, San Diego and uh, San Jose and Anaheim. Did he speak anywhere else in California? I don't think so. Um, he hit a couple places in. If you weren't on the internet 24 hours a day to know where he was coming, you didn't get to know till the last minute. So I didn't get a chance to see him in person when he was, uh, although I've seen him in person. Um, I didn't get a chance to to uh, see him because I heard about it, you know, 10 minutes before. Hey, yeah, he's Trump is going to be live doing a rally in San Diego. When? Uh, five minutes. Okay. That'll be over by the time I get there. Okay. I best not. I'll watch it on TV. said the same thing at everyone anyway. But you know you got a winning winning message. Keep saying it. But uh, you know what? Hillary Clinton just can't can't get over the fact that she lost. Sorry, Bill. Hey, it's uh it's uh, James Comey's fault. No, it's uh, uh Trump's fault. Now it's angry white men's fault. Oh, he got a lot of angry white men. Have you guys seen the the thing on uh on MTV? The the 2017 messages for for white men. You know what? I wonder what 
I wonder what would uh, what would be if they if Fox News was broadcasting this. Hey, can we get that video? Hey, fellow white guys. It's about to be a new year, and there's a few things we think you could do a little bit better in 2017. First off, try to recognize that America was never great for anyone who wasn't a white guy. Can we all just agree that Black Lives Matter isn't the opposite of All Lives Matter? Black lives just matter. There's no need to overcomplicate it. Also, Blue Lives Matter isn't a thing. Cops weren't born with blue skin, right? I mean, yeah, they weren't born blue. Stop bragging about being woke. Stop saying woke. Learn what mansplaining is and then stop doing it. Oh, and if you're a judge, don't prioritize the well-being of an Ivy League athlete over the woman he assaulted. We all love Beyonce, and yeah, she's black, so of course she cares about black issues. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Fox News. Feel free to take Kanye West, though. You guys can have him. You know what you did, Kanye. Nobody who has black friends says that they have black friends. And just because you have black friends doesn't mean you're not racist. You could be racist with black friends. Look, guys, we know nobody's perfect. But honestly, you could do a little better in 2017. Some of you guys do a great job. Some of you don't. Please, because 2016 is bad. 2017 can't be worse than this, all right? Because this is bad. Hey, I got a message for, for idiot kids. Grow up. Get a job. Pay your bills. Move out of your parents' house. Quit going on MTV and saying stupid stuff like, hey, you know, black lives just matter. Guess what? White lives just matter, too. It's it's a it's completely unnecessary to tell us lives matter. Why don't you go back and say, why don't you go instead of telling the white guys, why don't you tell the the Muslim guys that are the ones that are killing people? Hey, you know what? Blue lives matter. You know what? They weren't born with blue skin. Doesn't matter what color their skin is. They bleed red, white, and blue. Cops, our military, firemen, first responders of all kinds. You know what? Have a little appreciation. You know what? And grow up. Move out of your parents' house. Get a job. You know what? You got you kids are gonna find out when your parents boot your butts out on the street and say, get a job or you're out. Pay rent or move out. I'm just speechless. I'm speechless. I'm amazed that I'm amazed that now what I heard right before we started recording is that MTV took it down, but it's out there, folks. Everybody's talking about it. <clears throat> so anyway, so anyway, let's go on. Monday, uh, Andre Karlov, Russia's ambassador to Turkey, was was assassinated at an art exhibition by a lone Turkish gunman shouting "Allahu Akbar," and don't forget Aleppo. Don't forget Syria. I don't know. Sounds like terrorism to me, but I could be wrong. Could be just uh, workplace violence at the out in Turkey. Uh, so here are some facts on the incident. The gunman is described as 22-year-old off-duty Turkish police officer assigned to protect Karlov. He was killed by officers in a shootout that followed. Hmm. Off-duty police officer assigned to protect him. Killed him. That wasn't a good, uh, that wasn't a, maybe they should have vetted him. Maybe they should have run a background check on him. They should have run a, uh, an official, official, uh, arm, arm, uh, you know, uh, 
gun control background check on him before they uh, assigned him to that job. The assassination forced Turkey and Russia to confront new crisis tied directly to the Syrian conflict, which is now in its sixth year, thanks to Barack Obama backing out of his red line promise in 2012. For those of you that don't remember, Obama had said in 2012 that if Syrian President Bashar Assad's forces used chemical weapons, that would be a red line warranting U.S. military intervention. But when chemical uh, weapons like chlorine, mustard gas, and sarin gas were uh, clearly being used against the Syrian people uh, by the government, Obama backed away from the promise and did nothing. He rolled over on his back, stuck his tail between his legs, and did what little puppies do when they do that. So, I can't say it on the radio. Uh, Russian uh, President Vladimir Putin said, Mr. Karloff has been despicably killed to sabotage ties with Turkey. Russia and Turkey have agreed to cooperate in fighting fighting terror going forward. Funny, they had a... Uh, Wednesday, they had a, uh, a little summit in Moscow with uh, Iran and Russia and Turkey there to discuss what to do about Syria. How come John Kerry wasn't in, invited? Or Barack Obama? I don't know. Maybe because they think we're a bunch of... Um, I can't say it. Ambassador John Bolton, who is about to be Trump's deputy secretary of state, thinks that Putin will not only retaliate, but also use the assassination of the ambassador to Russia's advantage. The Russians will kill somebody. Uh, they may kill several people. And this is in the Kremlin, what they call, what killing a Russian ambassador is called crossing a red line. I think Putin is already using this to bring Turkey closer to Russia. He said it was uh, perhaps a provocation by some. This is an enormous strategic move by Putin to try and slice Turkey away from NATO and get Russia to closer to an objective they knows exactly uh, what he's doing. And he will use this uh, tragedy. He'll get his revenge against the terrorists, but he will use this as part of the larger game. Did he say slice Turkey away from the terrorism? I don't know. He said slice Turkey away from something. Eh, that's a that's a Christmas weekend thing. Also on Monday there was a there was a gruesome terrorist attack on the Christmas market in Berlin as a truck mowed down mowed down people killing uh 12 people dead and injuring many others. Fox's Trace Gallagher reminds us why people should should have seen this coming. Both ISIS and Al-Qaeda have called on followers to use trucks to attack public places, and this attack comes less than a month after the U.S. State Department issued a warning for U.S. citizens in Europe to be on heightened alert around holiday festivals, events, and outdoor markets. Germany has seen a series of small attacks in recent months, but now the country is on the same scale as France and Belgium in terms of large-scale attacks, and guess who citizens want to blame? They want to blame Chancellor Angela Merkel because she opened up Germany's borders last year to one million immigrants. What does this remind you of? Oh, yeah, us, Obama and Hillary Clinton. Aren't we glad we have Trump coming in? We only have a month left, folks. Hopefully uh, hopefully he gets out without doing any more damage. Uh, here's what is anti-Islamic author and speaker Bridget Gabriel has had to say about that. Well, she obviously is reaping the results of uh, what she has sown. And she can no longer hide behind or cover the effect like what they did in New Year's Eve in Cologne, where they tried to underplay that it wasn't refugees because they did not want to alienate the German public. Today, with the Internet and cable television, the German government can no longer hide that this is actually driven by Islamic refugees that they have imported into the country. And right now, the German people know for fact that their government put them in danger and actually 
actually threw some of them out of their homes in order to put refugees in their homes. So Angela Merkel knows she is in trouble and she needs to turn around really fast if she wants to be reelected. Luckily, Trump knows that we had to turn this country around really fast before Obama pushes it all the way over the cliff because he's leaving it teetering for Trump to uh, pull it back. Police arrested a 23-year-old Pakistani refugee as a suspect, but released him later that day. On Wednesday, they released information on a new suspect, a refugee from Tunisia, Tunisian camel jockey, a Tunisia whose wallet was found in the vehicle. Here's more from Fox's Greg Palcott. German officials say they're looking for a Tunisian man in his early 20s. One of his names that he goes by is Anas Amri. He came to Germany last year in that big wave of immigrants. He was turned down for asylum earlier this year, but due to bureaucratic snafus, he stayed in the country. And all that time, he was on, believe it or not, a danger watch list. He was considered a terror threat. He even had contacts with what was called the chief ISIS recruiter in Germany. And he even was arrested this past summer for forged documents and then let go. Okay, so all you never-Trumpers that call Trump a racist, uh, hello, what are you saying now? Do you think we should worry about those uh, those uh, Syrian refugees? How about all you... Uh, how about all you... Uh, you uh, sanctuary city people, do you think we should throw people out when we arrest them? Hey, I'm all out of time for part one of the main event. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about uh, veterans and veterans charities, and we're going to talk in a little bit more Christmas-like manner. Don't go away. I'll be right back. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. I don't talk a lot about mortgages and real estate. But I know a lot about mortgages and real estate, and I do a lot of mortgages and real estate. If you need a refinance, if you need to purchase a home, a vacation home, a home to live in, an investment property, if you want some investment advice on uh, on real estate, if you need to get a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to somebody who has some uh, common sense and will tell you like it is based on what's best for you. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or hit me on the on the web at wccloans.com. So you all know how important veterans' causes are to me and how proud I am to be an Amer- American entrepreneur. You know, came from nothing and uh, made it myself and... No one's no one's more has more gratitude for veterans than I do. Well, there's a maybe nobody has nobody has. There's probably a lot of people that have as much. Nobody has more though. But uh, today we have a guest who who is both a veteran and an entrepreneur. Gordon Logan is a former Air Force commander, a former planning and control consultant with Price Waterhouse, which means he's a financial guy, and a graduate of both MIT, which stands for uh, Millionaires in Training, and the Wharton School of Business, the alma mater of Donald Trump. He's also the founder of one of the most successful haircut franchises in the nation's sport clips. But today we're going to talk to him about his partnership with the VFW. Uh, for those of you that don't know, is the Veterans of, Veterans of Foreign Wars, a uh, national fraternity that uh, supports uh, veterans, and a program he personally oversaw the creation of in 2007 called Help a Hero. Gordon, welcome to the main event. Well, thank you very much. It's great to be here. Hey, so uh, tell us about your uh, Help a Hero scholarship program for veterans. Uh, Yeah, we started working with the VFW back in 2007, raising funds for their Operation Uplink, which provided free phone calls home for troops overseas and and in hospitals. And uh, we uh, awarded over 3 million uh, minutes of of calls during uh, over the last 10 years. But as the troops started coming home, we realized that the need for the phone calls would be decreasing. So uh, three years ago, we shifted our emphasis to a scholarship program 
our help uh, help a hero scholarship program for veterans making that transition from military to civilian careers and uh, we uh, to date we've awarded uh, I think we're up uh, somewhere around close to 700 uh, scholarships. Yeah, so you're uh, you're doing one program. You find out it's a, that that uh, that feeling of giving to people who have given so much to our country is addictive, isn't it? Well, you know, it's really got to be part of our sport clubs culture, and and it's just a, it's really amazing to see how much our young people uh, get behind this. And most of our team members are in their 20s and 30s, and and they really uh, get behind this. They work on fundraisers all year round, and and our clients have supported it. Our suppliers are helping us support this. So it's, it's it raises awareness of the veterans and and raises awareness for the good work that the VFW does as well. Absolutely. So there's there's so many great veterans organizations out there. What made you decide to uh, partner with the VFW specifically on this scholarship in Denver? Well, the VFW is, uh, is just as the name sounds, is Veterans of Foreign Wars, which means you have to have some combat time uh, to be a member, although the recipients of scholarships don't have to uh, have combat experience. But uh, they have a very efficient foundation that uh, converts uh, like 85% of the funds uh, go directly to the uh, end users, which is a, a great ratio and, and one that really uh, makes a lot of sense for us. So they're, they're good folks up there in Kansas City where their headquarters are. They do a lot of work for the veterans, uh, helping them through the maze of the Veterans Administration, um, making sure they get their benefits and so forth. But um, our scholarship program is, is one of the bigger programs there, and they have others as well. Uh, unmet need for um, servicemen and women who have unexpected expenses come up and need help uh, making the rent payment or making a mortgage payment such as that that uh, is supported by Burger King franchises. Uh But uh, they're a great organization. They're very cost-efficient, and um, we um, feel like that they are the best vehicle for us to use to to reach out and touch a lot of veterans and say thank you. Yeah, we have our own uh, 501c3, and we've been in touch with a bunch of the uh, veterans' charities um, and I had talked to, I had talked to, uh, uh, the independence fund who said that, you know, and specifically with ours, we donate to the organizations that just like you said, they had the lowest overhead. I think, uh, there's, I talked to a couple of them. I talked to Tommy Ryman from independence fund. I talked to Joey Jones from boot campaign and, uh, uh, Tommy thought that, their fundraising was down this past year because so many people putting money into the election. And Joey thought that a lot of people were put off by the wounded warriors uh, scandal with them spending, spending lots of the money on the, uh, on partying and stuff, the wounded warrior uh, project, which I give to, I give to that as well. I don't give as much as I do to uh, the one to the, the boot campaign and Gary Sinise and uh, independence fund. We, we try to focus in as well as our organization uh, remodeled the, the VFW last year and the year before uh, in, in our, uh, in our local town in Moreno Valley, um, Moreno Valley, California. And uh, yeah, there's, there's the fact that the fact that they take the money and, and get it right to the recipients is to me key. Well, that's, that's huge. That's something we look at in all of our uh, charities we support. And we support uh, a number of uh, veterans-related uh, charities, Aletheia Foundation in Washington, D.C., that uh, provides uh, Friday nights out for uh, soldiers and their families that are going through treatment at Bethesda Naval Hospital, uh, Agents Aviation Dreams, which is a really neat organization that has 
three uh, Stearman biplanes that go around the country giving rides to World War II and Korean veterans, uh, many of whom actually trained in that airplane. Uh, so there, there's a lot of really outstanding programs out there, and I think uh, it, it is important for, for folks to look at the uh, efficiency of these organizations because some are much more efficient than others. And uh, and once and once you get a chance to get involved with them, it's you see the the hearts of these guys is is just it's it's unbelievable it's unbelievable you see some of these wounded warriors and just some of these vets and the the patriotism the patriotism they have and the 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 fact that they just don't have any regrets for whatever price they've paid and it just makes you feel in in debt to them for the freedoms that we have and i me for i for one feel that this country has been lacking that in several years, I won't use the word eight, but in the last several years, seems like we've been lacking our gratitude for our military guys and our our patriotism, and we need to get it back. Well, I couldn't agree more. And uh, you know, I'd really like to say we really are pleased. Our, our fundraising this year for our help, uh, Sport Clips Help the Hero program was up. We uh, presented a check for a million dollars to the BFW last week, and uh, brings the total we've raised now almost five million dollars for the BFW Foundation. Well, God bless you. That's awesome, and that that makes me have to aspire because we didn't get anywhere near near that. But uh, I don't have quite as big of an organization as you yet. So, uh, was there an event in your life that inspired you to help veterans obtain scholarships? Well, I'm I'm an Air Force veteran, and I spent some time in Southeast Asia um, back in the '60s and '70s, and. And I've, well, initially, we started working with the um, uh, VFW on the phone calls, Operation Uplink, because I remembered how much that would have meant to us then, because we had um, the shortwave radios we had to get on. It was like you had to say, I love you, over. And <laughs> Wait for it to transfer six times before it got to your wife? Exactly. Uh, pass you through to this one, pass you through to that one. Uh, so we really felt like the uh, free phone calls home were important. But like I say, Wendy, when we looked at the 250,000 troops are transitioning out of the military every year, and, and many of them need help um, with their ed, further education. Many have families, and uh, we have uh, helped veterans that are going everything from uh, commercial driver's license for truck drivers to uh, we have um, about a third of our recipients are in grad school, uh, uh, several doctors and, and several going to law school. So it's a wide uh, spectrum of people that are going through a lot of different uh, programs, but uh, we're just happy to be able to lend us some additional assistance. Absolutely, makes you feel good inside. And uh, how many how many uh, veterans have you helped so far? Given scholarships to, uh, I think we're up to about seven hundred counting the spring semester coming up. That's and that seems that seems like that seems like a lot, but the there's a lots and lot, there's a lot more veterans than we realize, and there's a lot bigger need than we realize. And and you know, and I I was I was uh, initially I heard you know you guys given scholarships, and I'm thinking thinking scholarships for for college, but you got you guys are sending them truck driving school and and uh, trade schools and anything that gives them a gives them a, you know maybe some of them are radio operators, and I don't know how you make a living as a radio op. Maybe you'd be an engineer at a radio station, who knows. Uh, but yeah, giving them giving them some new uh, vocations when they get out. No, it's, it's important, and like I said, it's, it's a wide variety. But uh, I was looking at, at the stats just recently, and I was really surprised that third are going through grad school. And the people are going through grad school; they pretty much burn through their GI bill, so they really do need some help. Yep, they do, and uh, people don't realize how how uh, how expensive it is to get back into living a life after they come back home with their uh, with their skeletons in the closet. And how how far off 
the uh, the government is from filling that gap? Oh, it's, it's it's a big transition, and whatever we can do to help ease the financial burden is a, a our small way of saying thank you. And the government the government thinks so. We should just they should just tax the hell out of us, and they'll take care of it. I just as soon don't tax us, and we'll give it to them. Well, I, I agree with you completely. I, I think it's it's much more meaningful when people do it because they want to, not because they have to. Exactly. Hey, tell us about your business, Sport Clips. It uh, says here you're the only national hair care franchise with locations in 50 states in the U.S. and more than 1,500 stores in U.S. and Canada. Well, we have uh, about 1,620 right now, Ed. Uh, we're in all 50 states, five provinces of Canada, and um, we uh, add about 150 a year. Uh, and we um, uh, really, really pride ourselves for providing a great experience for men and boys. And uh, when they need that haircut once once a month, and and we're uh, sports on TV, hot towel treatments, uh, neck and shoulder massage. It's really a nice experience, and that's, uh, that's something that we take a lot of pride in. So somehow I was thinking that you guys are giving uh, giving crew cuts like the football players used to get in high school and during summer, and uh, you know uh, that you're. You're giving them so sport clips. It's more like a sports bar, except for instead of drinking, you're getting your hair cut. Yeah, that's one way of looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> so, sounds fun. Do you have drinks there? No, we, we don't. We oh. don't. Well, I'll have to stop in and visit you. Visit one of your locations. I don't get my hair cut that often. Maybe once a year because I'm hippie. So uh, maybe not. Maybe not quite that that spread out before. But uh, but Gordon, it was great talking to you, and God bless you for what you and Sport Clips are doing. And uh, how can people, uh, if they want to get involved, how can they? Other than going in, where do you have? Where do you have in Southern California? Where are your uh, locations? Oh, we're all over. We have about uh, 135 stores in California. All up from down in San Diego area, out in Palm Springs, uh, Temecula, all over down there. Well, we have an office in Temecula, and we have uh, we're about uh, forty miles uh, west of Palm Springs, and about ninety miles north of San Diego. So I could go to any of them, I guess, if I want to get my hair cut. But uh, I'll bring I'll bring one of my kids. They like to get their hair their hair cut. <laughs> so uh, hey, Merry Christmas to you, Gordon. God bless you for what you're doing. You got a, a website or uh, uh, that you want to give out? Well, uh, sportclips.com, and we do have a link there to go to the Help a Hero program or the vfw.org. Uh, it has links there as well. Very good. Do you have? Uh, are you going to be at the inauguration on uh, the 20th? Well, uh, I have been invited, and I think we will be there. I will. Uh, I will shoot you. I will shoot you an email, and maybe we hook up. We'll be out. We'll be out there uh, as well from the 18th through the 22nd. And uh, uh, you know, hey, let's make America great again. I could agree more. I'd look forward to it. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Gordon. Okay, so that was uh, Sport Clips, and uh, go to sportclips.com and uh, check that out. Let's talk about let's talk about WCC charities now. Another uh, a charity thing that uh, a charity 501c3 that I do, and uh, as I, as I said before, we we help a lot of veterans charities. And I'll give you an idea. We started we started WCC charities in 2007, I believe it was, and I went to a uh, went to a uh, charity golf tournament put on by real the real estate community and we spent the day out there golfing i had a whole bunch of people out there um we spent i don't know a couple thousand dollars in uh in uh sponsorships and sponsoring holes and we bought a we bought some some raffle prizes and you know i had probably uh 10 or 12 people out there all day long. And at the end of the end of the tournament, they said, Hey, we raised our net profit for our, our charity was $2,000. I said, you know, I would have rather just written a check for 2000, had all my people working. And, uh, you know, 
a day playing golf was not that important. I can do that on the weekend if I want to do that. So uh, I said, hey, we're going to we're gonna show these guys how to raise some money. And we created WCC Charities because I wanted to make sure everybody got a good tax write-off for it. And we did a couple tournaments, uh, golf tournaments for uh, uh, Loma Linda Ronald McDonald House and uh, the Moreno Valley Community Hospital, uh, which is now Kaiser. So obviously we're not donating to that anymore. Um, it evolved. And, you know, our first tournament, we were net about 45000 thousand dollars 43,500 and I felt kind of bad because we raised so much money and the cost of a golf tournament was so expensive and uh um the lady the lady uh D Feldmeyer who uh ran the Ronald McDonald house said she goes Ed you shouldn't feel bad most people their first time write a check to to break even and uh we were able to be profitable we profitable we had a net donation of 43.5 the next year was 75,000 and the next year all our sponsors went out of business cuz we hit the mortgage meltdown we didn't do anything till 2015 2015 we did our first annual uh push-ups for charity we raised about $75,000 for uh, boot campaign and uh, which uh, is a veterans charity that helps uh, gap funding for uh, for the veterans charities and we did a uh, we actually my employees uh, got together without my knowledge and donated in my name uh, on my behalf on my behalf or in my honor uh, a uh, $28,500 to the independence fund which bought one track chair and sent 11 families of caregivers to uh, a retreat uh, for the Independence Fund, at which time uh, Don and I flew back to uh, South Carolina. We thought we were going back to uh, watch our watch our track chair get awarded, but we actually donated the money for the track chair in February. And in May, they gave out their one millionth track chair, and uh, we were back there in September. So uh, Tommy Ryman, the head of it, actually introduced me to the guy. This is the guy that got your track chair. I think everybody who donated a track chair, he was the guy that weekend. And he was a double amputee, and uh, um, and but I think I had met a bunch of amputees and a bunch of wounded warriors and a bunch of not wounded warriors in it. You know, it, we didn't. It, we it was just a very patriotic, very patriotic uh, feel good weekend. Uh, uh, Lieutenant Dan Ban was was playing, and I asked Tommy if I could meet Gary Sinise, and he brought me backstage after the after the show, and I got to meet Gary Sinise, and I said, hey, we wanted to get involved with uh with uh building homes for for veterans, and he said, uh, hey, let me introduce you to Brenda, and he introduced me to one of his uh his fundraiser uh, people, uh, Doctor Brenda Solomon, and uh, since that time we've been in contact, so we started deciding to. Uh, raise money for uh, a particular veteran in California, in San Diego, Andrew Botrell, who's a uh, EOD, a explosives ordnance tech uh, with, uh, in the, uh, in the Navy. And he was, uh, he was teamed up with SEAL Team 10 at the time when his uh, vehicle went over a, an explosive, uh, what do they call it? Explosive device, uh, IED, IED. And he lost both legs and his left arm. And, uh, and, um, got to meet him as well as a few others and he's getting a smart home and we got to meet him and spend some time with him and his wife and we got to uh, find out what a what a champion this guy is what a what a and and as, as we've been involved with the Gary Sinise Foundation we we've, we've met a whole bunch of of wounded warriors and these guys are just inspirational as I, I said to Gordon on the uh, on the the previous interview these guys have just are just awesome, and the more I talk to these veterans, I realize that these guys come home with with skeletons in the closet. 
You know, even the ones that come home look good and smell good and seem all uh, seem all adjusted. We don't see them. What happens? What they wake up in the middle of the night and uh, and having nightmares because of some of the things that they've seen because they did it so we didn't have to. They went overseas to fight the fight the the evil people so we don't have to do it here. And we've gotten uh, we've gotten very uh, very. Uh, very patriotic and very supportive of of our veterans. I think the uh, veterans owe we owe a debt of gratitude to all of our veterans from World War from the World Wars, the Korea to Vietnam and uh, Desert Storm, and now Afghanistan and Iraq. And the, even the guys that haven't seen combat, they're still serving and going where where we send them. And uh, so. Last year, our projects, we did another push-ups for charity for the boot campaign, raised almost $72,000. There, uh, we also raised money uh, to uh, to remodel the uh, the VFW in, uh, in Moreno Valley. We did a... We did uh, air conditioners last year in 2015 when they were their air conditioners were failing, and then uh, this year we we put flooring and uh, a parking lot and fencing, and we're helping dress that place up to and it serves 7,000 veterans uh, in the Moreno Valley uh, Riverside area, and uh, just it's just a, a great organization. As like I said, they help they help veterans, and they're a, a low overhead kind of a uh, kind of a veterans group. And uh, in addition, uh, just two weeks ago, we we uh, helped out with a foster care er- uh, agency, and we sponsored. We were Santa Claus to 173 foster kids, and uh, our company took some donations, and then the rest of it was done by my employees. And uh, we had 173 kids from ranging from six months to 18 years old that weren't going to have a Christmas otherwise. And we just said, hey, this is what we have. And uh, Don and I said, we'll take 20 kids. And somebody else said, we'll take two kids and we'll take five kids and we'll take 10 kids. And we went to, we spent, Don and I spent four and a half hours at Toys R Us one day and the next day uh, an hour at the mall, an hour at Best Buy and another couple hours at at Toys R Us. And uh, we shopped for 55 kids for the the ones that we were donating to and plus the ones that donated cash. And we bought all these things. And what a great time it was a couple of weeks ago when we got to see all these kids uh and their their eyes brighten up and you know see bikes and trikes and skateboards and video games and ipods and ipods and mp3s and puzzles and legos and barbies and and uh some of them got shoes and uh it was just one guy wanted a trombone and i said i'm gonna get this kid a trombone i don't want to get him video games which were his other choices and we bought him a trombone and what a I wish I wish they would let us send out the pictures of the kids because you could see the smiles in their faces. They said if we post the pictures, we can't show their faces. What a great time it was! And uh, you know uh, this. And coming up, coming up this February twenty fifth, we're gonna have our first annual gala and auction. We're 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 gonna we're gonna donate half the rehab money for Andrew Botrell's house before the end of this month, uh, which will be next week. Uh, fifty fifty thousand bucks, and we're gonna try and raise another fifty thousand. Um, on, on our first annual gala, we're going to have a dressy up uh, dinner and we'll have some entertainment and we're going to have some auction items. We're going to have auction and a silent auction and a live auction. We're going to have some good fun stuff at the beautiful Victoria club in Riverside. If you're not a member, this is your, these, these kind of events are the only chance for you to see how awesome it is. And if you want to uh, be a part of that, if you want to sponsor it, or if you want to donate, go to wccharities.org. That's WCC Charities. That's three C's in a row. WCCCharities.org. 
We need your RSVP by January 31st. Seats for the gala are $125 each or there's sponsorship levels on the website. If you do uh, sponsorships, uh, sponsorships we can do. There's uh, We'll add in some advertising, put you on our, uh, our freeway sign on the radio, on our website. And all that stuff. Go to WCC Charities and get all the all the information on the the prices. It's uh, 125 a seat. That's uh, eight seats at a table. And if you want all the sponsorship stuff, it's 25. I think it's 2,500. There's a bunch of different sponsorship levels. Go on WCCCharities.org. We're gonna raise a lot of money. We're gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna do a lot of good at that event. And if you can't make it, you can still make a tax deductible donation to WCC WCC Charities before the year is over. If you go to WCCCharities.org and and click on the donate page. We have a secure donation portal. It makes giving online safe and easy. You can even choose our causes if you're if you're that you're interested in donating to, and uh, the Gary Sinise Foundation, which will be for the benefit of Andrew Botrell's house, a Creative Solutions Foster Agency for the kids uh, for what we do. In addition to the Christmas gifts, we give uh, laptops to the kids that are graduating high school. And the boot campaigns, push-ups for charity, and the Marino Valley VFW. We'll put some other stuff on coming up this year, but that's wcccharities.org. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna do some exciting stuff. And just so you know, because of the stuff that Wounded Warrior Project did, at the end of this year, I'm gonna take all 12 uh, WCC Charities bank statements. I'm gonna outline every dollar that went in. I'm gonna put every canceled check, and you're gonna see that our overhead is zero. Nobody gets paid for doing that. The only people that work on this charity are paid by Wholesale Capital out of Wholesale Capital's uh, payroll, and it's uh, and Wholesale Capital donates that payroll to WCC Charities. So if you want if you want to participate in actually making a difference in the local veterans and the local foster kids and the local supporting the local veterans and just doing some good stuff, and uh, if you listen to the show, uh, go to wccharities.org and click on the donate page and uh, give generously the uh and again the the annual the first annual gala and auction will be february 20 february 25th at the victoria club in riverside you can uh you can sponsor donate uh get tickets online at wccharities.org and uh folks i'm out of time for this uh episode of uh of the main event i want to say merry christmas to everybody next week will probably be a solo week with uh, Scott McAfee filling in for me, but I want to say this is the end of nine years on the air at uh, at this station, and it's been a pleasure and exciting adventure for me to be uh, uh, guiding you through the stuff that the nation's gone through in the last nine years. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and let's make America great in 2017. My name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event, and I'll be back again with you in two weeks. The content in this program is not intended to be legal advice. The views expressed are those of Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747 and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MB Number 096199.